welcome to Storytime with Julia, where I will read to you some of my favorite stories. Let's jump right in. Today I'm going to read you the next four chapters of the book Delphi and the Magic Ballet Shoes. Off to the castle. Sugar pulled a silver wand out of a pocket in her tattoo and waved it in the air. Purple sparks flew out and swirled around them in a haze. Delphi felt herself pirouetting round three times in the air before she landed on her feet and the sparkles cleared. Delphi gasped. They were no longer on the stage, but standing in a wood with fallen branches and leaves beneath their feet. The air smelled horrid of rotten fruit and old food. That's King Rat's castle, whispered Sugar, pointing through the trees. Delphi could see a dark shape looming ahead of them. Its stone tur turnips silhouetted against the sky. Two mice bit taller than Delphi, regarding the big wooden door that led into the castle. They were standing in the back leg, on their back legs and had swords slung through the leather belts. Their eyes were beady and their snouts were long. What's that horrid smell? Delphi whispered back. King Rats gates his mice to bring great piles of rubbish here so they can rummage around in it and eat it to his heart's content. He loves it. Sugar waved her wand. There was a tinkle of music and two sugar-coated plums appeared in her hand. These should help take the smell away. Put one in your pocket, she handed. She handed one to Delphi. Delphi breathed in a, a wave of sweetness. Icing sugar, candy floss, fresh plums and peaches. That's much better. She slipped the sugar plum into her pocket and looked around. How are we going to get out of the castle? How are we going to get into the castle to rescue the nutcracker? I don't know, said Sugar. I can I can use my my magic to travel around Enchantia, but I can't use it to get inside King's Rat's castle. His powers are much stronger than mine. Delphi crept forwards to the edge of the trees. How were they going to get in? Suddenly, both mice sniffed the air. Sugar plums, said the mouse on the left, who was as tall and thin with very pointed teeth. I smell sugar plums. Me too, said the other mouse, who was smaller and fatter with tiny eyes. They sent in the air. It smells like they're this way, said the thin mouse, staring to walk away from the castle and run towards the trees where Delphi and Sugar were hiding. They're coming over here, Delphi whispered in alarm. Sugar took dismayed. Look dismayed. I forgot that all of King Rat's mice love sugar plums. I'd better magic us away. But Delphi had noticed something. With the mice walking away from the castle, the door was unguarded. An idea popped into her mind. If they could just get the mice into the trees and probably away from the door. Wait! She hissed as Sugar lifted her wand. This could be our chance to get into the castle. Can you get me some more sugar plums and fast? It's too dangerous, said Sugar as she, the mice approached the trees. Please, Delphi begged. 
Sugar hesitated and then pointed her wand at the ground. With a faint tinkle, a pile of sugar plums appeared. Delphi picked up as many as she could. Quick, let's make a trail leading away from the castle. Sugar grabbed the remaining plums and then and they hurried through the trees. They placed one of the plums near the entrance to the wood and the other and then another another and then another all leading down the hill away from the castle. Delphi glanced around. Already she could hear the mice crashing through the woods. Sugar put the last plum where the wood ended in a, in a steep bank that led into a shallow but fast-flowing stream. Delphi suddenly had an idea of how to get the mice really out of the way. If only we had some strength. How about some ballet ribbon? Sugar waved her wand, and a big roll of pink ribbon appeared in her hand. What do you want it for? To hopefully get the two mice very wet, grinned Delphi. She raced to the bank and tried one of the end to the ribbon around the tree on the left side and the other end around the tree on the right side. And then she smiled and grabbed Sugar's hand. Come on, they mustn't see us. She pulled Sugar back to the edge of the woods where there, where there was a big bamboo bramble bush, bush to hide behind, just as the smaller mouse burst into sight. I found their sugar plum, he exclaimed, snatching it up. The tall one appeared just behind him. There's another, he cried, pouncing on a, the pale fruit. And look, there's more of them. Peeping off from behind the bush, Delphi and Sugar watched the mice as the mice began to run down the hill, scooping up the sweet plums and scrabbling over them. I stabbed that one first. I won it. No, I won it. The two mice were so busy gostling and pushing each other that they didn't see the ribbon stretched across the path until they both tripped over it. Wah! shouted the mice grabbing hold of each other as they crashed onto the ground over and over. They tumbled down the bank until, with two very loud splashes, they fell still shouting into the stream. Sugar gasped, looking half-shocked and half-delighted. Oh, Delphi, you made them so wet! Delphi grinned. Maybe that'll teach them not to be so greedy in future. Come on, let's get inside the castle while they're just busy drying off. They raced towards the entrance. The wooden door had a huge metal handle in the shape of a rat's head. Delphi turned it and the door opened. On the other side, there was an enormous empty hall with a stone fireplace above. Above it there, above it there was a small framed picture with a black rat with a crown on his head and a red cloak. On the far side of the room were two tower of boxes, piled amongst up to the ceiling, with the words glue printed on the sides of them. Look, Sugar pointed to a table just in front of the boxes. Standing on the top of it was a small wooden figure. She looked, it looked like a soldier wearing a red jacket with brass buttons, black trousers and boots with a sword in his belt. It's the Nutcracker. Delphi said, running over and picking the figure up. But then she heard a noise. It sounded like footsteps marching towards the door on the left. Get back in the hall, 
came a voice outside the door. You know King Rat said the Nutcracker wasn't to be left on his own. Call yourself a soldier. Come to me with poppycock stories about smelling sugar plums through the windows. But I did, Sarge. I really did. I get back in there. Quick, Delphi gasped to Sugar. There's someone coming. We've got to hide. Dancing magic. Delphi ran over and turned the handle of the door inside of the hall. It opened into a small room, which seemed to be used for keeping firewood. In here, she gasped. Just as they were about to go in, Sugar waved her wand at the table. There was a tinkling sound as she magicked up another nutcracker doll. It'll put this on. I'll put this on the table in front of the boxes so that they don't realize the real nutcracker has gone. Delphi and Sugar dived into the room and peeped back around the door just in time. Two mice hurried into the hall. One was dressed in boots and sword like the mice outside had been. The other was wearing a smart waistcoat with gold buttons. He looked very relieved when he saw the fake nutcracker on the table in front of the boxes. Lucky for you that the nutcracker is still here. King Rat's been so pleased since he turned him into a toy. He was going to use the quick drying glue in those boxes to stick all those horrible dancers to the ground. But he doesn't have to now. One can dance while the nutcracker's a prisoner here. No one can dance while the nutcracker's a prisoner here. He glowed at the other mouse. So stay here and you are not to let anyone pass. The other mouse nodded and the surrogant strode out. Sugar looked scared. If that mouse stays outside the door, we are trapped in here. Maybe there's another way out. Delphi looked around, but there were no windows or other doors in the little room. If only we could bring the Nutcracker back to life, he would be able to help us fight our way out, Sugar said. Can't you use your magic to make him come alive again? Delphi asked hopefully. Sugar shook her head. King Rat's powers are too strong while we're inside the castle. Only really powerful magic will turn him back. Suddenly, Delphi heard Madame Zaza's words from that afternoon echo in her head. The real magic of the ballet comes from telling a story and making the audience believe in that story. Never forget that. Always believe in it. Delphi remembered how Madame Zaza had looked straight at her while she had been speaking. It had been as if she had been talking directly to her. Never forget the story. Maybe she'd been trying to tell her something. Delphi began to think hard. What happened in the story of the Nutcracker before the toy came to life? Of course, she realized. Clara dances with the toy Nutcracker. An idea grew in her head. Maybe if she danced with this Nutcracker, he would come to life too. Almost before the idea had formed in her mind, Delphi's feet began to tingle, and in her head, she read the opening bars of the dance. She watched the girls doing that afternoon. Delphi moved forwards into the opening pose, holding her arms down low and with her left foot pointed forward in front of her, she looked down at the nutcracker in her hands. I'm Clara, she told herself. 
and she began to do the dance she had been longing to do ever since the class that afternoon. She skipped forward with the tiny steps, as if she was floating across the floor. Stopping, she raised her hands, drew her right leg up against the left, and stretched it out behind her, staying perfectly balanced. She gasped. The nutcracker's arm had started to raise, and his mouth opened. Sugar stared. Your dance is bringing him to life. Dance more, Delphi. Delphi didn't need any more urging. She moved with a pir- into a pirouette, ran forward a few steps, and nimbly jumped into the air. She lifted the nutcracker high up and spun around with him, her whole body glowing and tingling with the music. As in her mind, she became Clara, dancing with her beloved doll. There was a bright white flash. Delphi stopped with a gasp. The nutcracker had come to life. Hello, Delphi, he said, smiling down at her. Sugar drew her arms around him. Oh, nutcracker, Delphi's. Delphi's brought you back by dancing. The nutcracker nodded, the strongest magic of all. He hugged her. And now everyone in Enchantia will be able to dance again. He looked at Delphi. I can't thank you enough. You must have really believed in the dance to make the magic work. He took her hand. Thank you, he said softly. Delphi grinned in delight. Sugar ran to the door. We need to get out of here. Then I can use my magic to take us back to the village. Follow me, the nutcracker pulled out his sword and opened the door. Escape. The mouse, who was standing guard by the table, squeaked in surprise. It's you! He swung around and looked at the fig nutcracker doll. But, but how can it be? The nutcracker smiled. Ballet magic, he said. Let us part. Pass. Oh, no, you don't, said the mouse, running to stand between him and the front door. You aren't getting away that easily. With one Swift movement of the nutcracker danced forward and used his sword to flip the sword out of the mouse's grip. It flew into the air and landed with a clatter on the floor. With nothing to protect him, the mouse ran hastily backwards. Help! Help! he shouted. The nutcracker's escaping! There was a sound of running footsteps. Then suddenly a door slammed open and a very loud voice boomed into the room. What is the meaning of this? The mice grinned, cringed, and Delphi stared as the haunty black rat with red eyes walked into the room, flanked by four guards. He was wearing a purple cloak trimmed with white fur, and he had a golden crown on his head. He saw the nutcracker and stopped. You! he exclaimed. I turned you into a toy. But now I have turned back, cried the nutcracker, and all of Enchantia will dance again. Not if I have some anything to do with it. King Rat leaped forwards, swipping his sword furiously at the nutcracker. His guards close, closed in a wheel. Bravely, the nutcracker fought them off, with strong sweeping swipes. But he was being beaten back. There's too many of them, 
for the nutcracker to fight sugar exclaimed as the king and the guards advanced with their swords they began to back the brave nutcracker into the corner where the piles of boxes marked glue were stacked he knocked against them and the they wobbled precariously suddenly delphi had an idea she pulled off one of her balishus stop it king rat she shouted king rat swung around who are you delphi she lifted her shoe up and hurled it at him king rat ducked that's the oddest the oldest trick in the book he said as the shoe hit the box behind him missed oh no i didn't exclaimed delphi as a pile of boxes began to sway the nutcracker leaped nimbly out of the way grabbing delphi's ballet shoe from the floor as he did so but king rat was too busy laughing at delphi to notice the boxes you missed you did you his voice was drowned out as the boxes tripped over they crashed down jars of glue raining on his head oh whoa whoa he yelled the guards cried and shouted too the jars the jars smashed into each other as they fell cracking open and covering king rat and his soldiers in quick drying white glue king rat pointed at delphi glue dripping down over his face of his ears and whiskers why you you but through he tried to run towards her his feet were stuck fast come on gasped delphi turning to sugar and the nutcracker let's get out of here and quickly they raced out of the castle and back to the woods that was brilliant delphi exclaimed sugar fantastic said the nutcracker giving her her shoe back we're free and that's the main thing delphi grinned as she put it back on enchantia should be returned to normal said sugar come on let's use my magic to get away from here and see what's happening she waved her wand delphi found herself spinning around three times when they landed she saw that they were in the village that she had been painted on the scenery on the theater the streets were full of characters from the ballet toys enormous sweets dancers dressed up as bright flowers two spanish dancers and a beautiful fairy in a rose pink dress dancing on her pants music was flooding magically through the air sugar grabbed delphi's hands let's dance holding lightly onto sugar plum fairy's hands sugar plum fairy's hands delphi felt herself being swept up in the music she didn't have to stop to think what steps she was doing to do she was going to do as sugar rose onto her points delphi felt the music guide her she skimmed across the ground with tiny steps and jumped into the air her arms outstretched her toes pointed she landed softly and then with a perfect balance she stretched one leg out behind her delphi couldn't believe how graceful she felt it seemed like the music was flowing through her as she and sugar ran forward together and pirouetted the nutcracker leaped in front of them turning into a handsome prince as he landed 
His glittering costume perfectly matched Sugar's. Delphi gasped as he swept Sugar Plum Fairy up in his arms and lifted her high into the air. He turned and placed her lightly down, holding onto his hand. She turned around on the tip of her toe. All around them, the other characters danced too. The flowers waltzed, the snowflakes twirled, the Spanish dancers swung their tired red skirts, and the Russians danced linked arms. There was color and movement everywhere. The nutcracker and sugar came to a stop, their cheeks flushed, their eyes shining. It was almost time for you to go home, Delphi, the nutcracker prince said. We can't thank you enough. All through, stuck, a thought struck Delphi. I hope mom and dad won't wonder where I've gone. Don't worry, time is different in our world and yours, said the nutcracker. When you get back, you'll find that it will be as no, be as if no time has passed at all. Delphi felt relieved, but also sad that she, as she looked around at the enchanted world. I don't want to leave here, Sugar smiled at her. You'll come back. You have the magical ballet shoes. Whenever we need you, they will sparkle. If you put them on, they will bring you to Enchanty again. She danced over and kissed Delphi on both cheeks, and then she took out her wand. This is to take home to remind you of us, she said. Waving sparkles in the air, Delphi gasped as a beautiful white tutu appeared in her hand. Goodbye and thank you, Sugar said. Send my regards to Madame Zaza. And with that, she waved her wand over Delphi's head. Goodbye, Delphi cried, as the air around her swirled with color, and she began to pirouette around and round, till suddenly she landed with a bump. Home again. She was back in her bedroom, sitting on her bed with a beautiful white tutu lying next to her. Could her mother have put it there? Perhaps it was real after all. She whispered, her head spinning as she thought about everything that had just happened. She looked down at the ballet shoes on her feet and remembered Madame Zaza's words. They are very special shoes, Delphi. I hope one day you'll find out just how special they are. Delphi could hardly believe it as she began to unlace the ribbons. She thought about her ballet lessons. After her adventures in Enchantia, she was even more determined to practice really hard and get as good as ballet as she, at ballet as she could. After all, the better I am, the more I, I should be able to help and enchant you, she realized. Delphi stood up and put the tutu in her shoes carefully on her bedside table. When would she next go to enchant you? And what would she have to do? She remembered the sugar plum fairy had said, you have the magic balishes. Whenever we need you, they will sparkle. If you put them on, they will bring you to Enchantia. Delphi hugged her arms around herself. She might not know when it was going to happen or for what she might be needed, but if the shoes glowed again, she would be there to help in whatever way she could. I hope you enjoyed the story. 
please share it with your friends. And tune in next time for more story time with Julia. Bye.